Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hello, I'm Malcolm Hunter, and I serve at Golden Hills as one of the elders. In today's Golden Hills Podcast Daily, we'll be in the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. I've entitled this, How Jesus is Building His Church. Okay, Acts chapter 2, starting at verse 42. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing their proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. On his radio show, The Bible Answer Man, I often heard Hank Hanegraaff recommend that new believers immediately get plugged into a healthy, well-balanced church. The passage in Acts I just read identifies some essential elements that demonstrates what that looks like. Although I'm not saying this was his intent, it is apt that Luke authored Acts in general, and this passage in particular, given his profession as a physician, to describe a healthy, well-balanced church. Three sentences about Christ building his church in Acts 2.42-2.47 are Acts 2.42 And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Acts 2.44 All who believed were together and had all things in common. And Acts 2.47b And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Let's look at Acts 2.42 And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. This describes what can and should be done on an individual level in order to be effective on a corporate level. When I played football, in order for me to contribute to the success of the team, I had to do my part, work on my individual conditioning and fundamentals for my position. I was a defensive back at Northwestern. The foundation of my conditioning included getting the right diet, exercise, and rest. The key to my fundamentals was knowing my responsibilities and knowing those of my teammates. The same works for a Christian. Spiritual conditioning depends on our diet of God's Word, both our study and rightly handling the Word, and from being at the feet of those who teach it. We who are not teachers should be like the Bereans, who reviewed the scriptures to confirm that even what the Apostle Paul taught them was true. We exercise spiritually by being doers, not just hearers of the Word. In other words, through obedience to Jesus' commandments, which Jesus said demonstrates that we love God. Breaking of bread could simply mean being hospitable and eating meals together with fellow believers, but it may also refer to the ordinance of communion, eating Jesus' body, or the bread, and drinking Jesus' blood, or the grape juice in our case, that Jesus said we should do in remembrance of what he would eventually do by dying on the cross 
to pay the death penalty of the sins of those he came to save. The prayers. We just completed our church-wide campaign on the Lord's Prayer, which Jesus modeled after having admonished the disciples in the Sermon on the Mount not to pray to seek the praise from men or as heathens, relying on the abundance of words to be heard, and to realize that God knows what we need before we even ask. But there are many places throughout Scripture for which corporate prayer is demonstrated and encouraged. But Jesus called out in the right attitude in his Sermon on the Mount, whether it is individual or corporate prayer. Let's look at Acts 2.44. All who believed were together and had all things in common. Pastor Phil has been putting the focus on what the gospel is and what the gospel does. Given that the gospel is Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection that paid the death penalty for our sins when we repent and believe the gospel, this passage, Acts 2.44, describes a church that is being hospitable. Notice this hospitality is with our brothers and sisters in Christ, or the church. For whatever reason, the church habitually puts the focus of hospitality, or even the gospel, on those outside of the church. But as Pastor Phil cautions, that thinking can send us off course just enough for us to miss the power of the gospel that is available after we are saved as we pursue our destiny, which has become conformed to the image of Jesus. Here in Acts chapter 2, through the church's hospitality within the church, we see a glimpse of heaven on this fallen earth. Brothers and sisters selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And reading verses 46 and 47 we see, And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. As Pastor Phil points out, Jesus said it is when unbelievers see believers loving each other in this way that unbelievers will proclaim that this church is where Christ can be found, and they will want to be a part of it. So let us renew our minds regarding the focus of hospitality and the gospel, and consider how our loving each other as siblings in Christ, brothers and sisters, in an otherworldly way, is what Christ has called us to do for the praise of his glory and our joy. Finally, Acts 2.42b. And the Lord added to the number day by day those who were being saved. This verse reminds us who actually is behind the growth of the church. The Lord. As Rick Warren says, it's not about us, it's all about him. There was a pastor who spoke at Golden Hills a couple of times who pointed out that God would make a top-line provision in order to result in a bottom-line blessing. Our definition of hospitality says as much to generously leverage our resources to bless others for the glory of God. By doing the work of preaching the word, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers, and then having all things in common, this healthy, well-balanced church, like we see in a young child or even a bodybuilder, that body will grow. And the church body grows with the addition of people. As it says later in Acts 13:48. And when the Gentiles heard this, the gospel, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. And as many as were appointed to eternal life 
believed. Even in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, Jesus revealed something important to his disciples after they were excited about the power that God had given them to do great wonders. Jesus said, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In Revelation chapter 20, verse 15, we see that where it is written is called the book of life. So did you catch that when we love each other within the church, it is through this that the Lord, quote, adds to their number day by day those who are being saved. Again, we don't save anybody. Jesus saves as we in the body of Christ cultivate love for one another. So just as God grows the plants that a gardener cultivates, God is also the one who grows the church as we cultivate love for one another. He does this by drawing those he calls to salvation through and to his church by hearing and believing the gospel or the good news that Jesus was sent to fix the world's sin problem in order for them to receive the Holy Spirit. So how does Christ build this church? Well, as we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and as we who believe are together and have all things in common, it is the Lord who uses these activities to build his church by adding those he has saved day by day, those whose names are written in the book of life. Lord, thank you for showing us that when we focus on your word, on fellowship, the breaking of bread and prayer, as well as when we have all things in common, it is you who will build your church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. We thank you for the death of Jesus who made this possible. And it is in his name that we pray. Amen. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.org. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.